Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Daniel Ladar. Ladar. I can't believe yes, it. Chris. What made me you you pause? I hate pauses. <laughs> Had Dramatic effect, it. buddy. Dramatic effect. Nice video, Grant. Wasn't it great? That's yeah, pretty sweet, huh? That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I, pretty there was a, there was a secret cameo in there. You know, oh, yeah. for, the, for the fans. Oh yeah. See who can figure that one out really tough yeah man march 2nd 2019 that's what that was from heck well, don't yeah don't give any huh? hints don't give any hints there's only oh, three well. three clips in there <laughs> welcome to episode two of blasty's corner everybody grant chun chris sardina here with you we don't have video right now but you'll eventually see that uh that video that we were just talking about that video intro um eventually we'll get there but uh, you heard it from the top of the hop. Daniel Vladar, big game in uh, C. Well, I guess it wasn't Seattle yesterday. It was in Kent, Washington. Yes. Well, they uh, Yeah. Back to back wins, preseason wins for the Calgary Flames against, well, yesterday, a much better team in the Seattle crack. And they had, I think, a, a ton of NHLers. Uh, they got Donato, Tanev, Shayan, Yarncroke, who is actually Elias Lindholm's cousin, uh, Alexander Wenberg, Mason Appleton, Morgan Geeky, Jonas Donskoy, Marcus Johansson, Adam Larson, Jamie Oleksiak, Dennis Kalowski, Vince Dunn, Jeremy Lozon, Dacord, and Dreeder were all dressed for the Seattle Kraken last night. And, uh, you know, the, the Daniel Vladar man. Kept them at bay. Pulled it out. 4-1 was the score last night. And, uh, I mean, according to the Calgary Flames, due to unforeseen circumstances, they could not uh, stream the game. So I was left listening to the Fan 960. It's tragic, really. It is. Yeah. It is quite tragic. 
the streaming issues in preseason continue for the Calgary Flames. I don't know if other teams even stream, so maybe I shouldn't be complaining, but dang, it's been like forever, it seems like. It was supposed to be televised on like local TV, apparently in Seattle. I don't know what the deal is with. I mean, yeah, you know, it's just get a camera crew there. <laughs> yeah, I, how, yeah, is I don't it, know. I mean, is I, it that I, difficult? I, I guess it must be. You know, yeah. I, it must be out of the Flames budget. They just can't do it. I They're guess. signed up for the regular season, and that's it. The, the uh, preseason, no. Yeah, I mean, they, they got to find some pennies to pay uh, Eric Bad Branson over here. So, I'm, I mean, I, I, I suppose I get it. If if the trade-off is no preseason streaming hockey, um, but we get Eric Good Branson, then I, I suppose that is a decently terrible trade. So uh, Yeah. <laughs> got to get him. Any Eric's in our franchise? Eric Francis? Yeah. Eric Branson. Maybe we should stay away from the name Eric. I don't know. Yeah. Thing, Brad, listen to the show. All, <laughs> of course. Yeah. All the to every there. episode. Yeah. All two here. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so, uh, Connor Mackey got his second goal last night. Uh, Shillington's been playing well. It sounds, I mean, we don't know because I didn't, we didn't get to watch the game. But, uh, right. you know, based on the score sheet, Byron Fraze is making a case to, uh, you know, stay in the lineup for, uh, Daryl Sutter there. Glenn Godden go, got his first preseason goal, goal as well. And uh, who's our who's our leading uh, who's our leading scorer right now there, Chris? I believe the leading scorer on the Calgary Flames is Michael Stone. Michael Stone in the preseason. Yeah, I think so. Let's go, buddy. Who would have thought? I mean, maybe top pairing for the guy, right? That's what yeah. we have to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Best best uh, off-season pickup so far, you know, Michael Stone. <laughs> I think he's tied with Michael Backlund, so they can share. The two Michaels. Got my numbers here. Michael Backlund and Michael Stone. But I mean, good for him. Good for him to score. I mean, uh, his, his first one was kind of a lucky one, but uh, that was done by other players, and he just collected the scraps. But someone's got to put it in anyway. So. Exactly. I didn't see the obviously his, his goal yesterday. He scored yesterday, right? So, yeah, he did. Yeah. He got a goal and an assist. Oh, he always okay. dependable, reliable. Michael Stone. Yeah, I actually, four out of the six dressed defensemen yesterday got a point. So <laughs> that's good. We actually we're missing that last year. Yeah, scoring any any type of scoring from the back end. So. Maybe that will change, even though these are all rookies. So, well, I mean, but maybe Shillington. Uh, uh, I mean, he's been an interesting thing. He's been getting a lot of games here. He's getting a good, a good look. It seems like. Yeah. So maybe Wait, he does crack the team. I mean, friggin', as it should be, this guy's been should have been on the team like, you know, two years ago. Yeah, I agree. And he, and he looks, and he looks good. Like he looks ready. There's, yeah. Probably his best preseason, I would say. Yeah, yeah. There were probably, I mean, there there are still some uh, a few lapses, but you know, the guy's not exactly a defensive defenseman, right? He's not. Um, he's not brought into. He's he's more of a offensive minded guy. Um, so you you kind of got to take those warts with it, but 
I still think that Shillington's skating ability and, you know, offensive vision is, should be enough to earn him a spot coming out of, uh, out of the preseason here. Yeah, I would. I mean, that sixth spot is up for grabs. I think, I think five is taken, but we talked yeah. about that time too. I think that that number six is, is, is up for the grabs with a lot of competition, including, um, Erica Branson, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I just hope to see him on the bench and then we can see some younger players, you know, that have potential play. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Shillington. I, I also just like watching him play because he's dynamic and exciting. And yeah, yeah. He, he, and, makes, he makes shit happen, you know? Yeah, it makes shit happen. And I think he covers up for a lot of his, his warts, you know. And, I mean, let's be honest, everyone on the Flames has warts defensively. So, yeah. I think the only one that doesn't is maybe Tanev. I know Stone, I don't know what game it was. I think it was the first game against the Kraken. Uh, I don't know if you remember that goal, but that was a play that would uh, get you benched for more than a game. <laughs> <laughs> Just a you know, secondary assist on a <laughs> defensive <laughs> blunder that is, yeah. I mean, it was his first game, I think, of the preseason, so maybe we'll attribute it to that, but it was rough to watch that. That was Bad Branson or Chillington? That was Stone. Michael that was Stone. Stone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. yeah, Michael Stone did that. And he's a leading scorer. So hey, you yeah. got to take everything in the preseason. With <laughs> of course. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But, um, but I mean, you know, you, you look at the rest of the stats. We were eh, 25% on the power play, one for four. The Kraken had six opportunities and only converted on one. No. Uh, shots on goal were 22 to 13 in favor of the Kraken. So, you know, Ladar was, was busy and, um, he wasn't peppered with shots, but, uh, you know, he was, he was kept busy enough to, to keep him honest. 22 saves on 21 shots for a 9.55 save percentage. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to having this guy as our backup. You know, I think he's going to be a very capable guy. Um, just great, great trade from, uh, from the Boston Bruins, you know, he's just been, he's been as advertised in, in the preseason here. Um, so excited yeah. to, uh, it's nice to see that the flames can continue to win games even after, um, you know, even through them having like them icing a, an AHL team. Uh, basically, I mean, you, you look at the, we only had probably up up front only Lucic, Trevor Lewis, Brett Ritchie, and Dylan Dubé. Like those are the main regulars that that were in the in the game. Um, back end, obviously, we had Mackie, Falamaki, Zadorov, Chillington. But uh, you know the fact that these kids can play and keep up with NHL level talent um, is pretty good. And the Canucks, the, the game against the Canucks was probably our most uh, well-rounded and best preseason game that we've played so far. Um, we've played four. So do you want to, what do you want to start with the Canucks and Flames game? Uh, I guess our top guys, right? Like, yeah, those kind of the vets started to play. I mean, I think we're only missing Hannafin and Monaghan haven't played yet. So, but I imagine they'll yeah. be kicking off in in the next few for sure. I think Daryl has mentioned that he likes to 
kind of have his roster close to finalized in for the last two or three games there. So I think we'll see some cuts yeah. shortly. Uh, and then it'll probably be down to pretty much the roster. There might be maybe one or two extra guys left, but I don't think too much more because I think he wants to see. Um, what did I think of the Canucks game? Actually, I'm going to start with Walker Dewar. Dewar? Yeah, I thought he was uh, yeah. really good in that game. And, and just through the preseason, I think he's turned some heads. I didn't even know who this guy was before I, camp. I, I so. still don't know who this guy is, to be very honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. He's this, he's this big guy who, you know, yeah. started to love that. And then, but man, he could skate. Like, uh, he really Does he have hands, have, though. Well, I don't need hands to be on the fourth line. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> look who we're dressing. But, uh, I mean, he's not, <laughs> he's not the worst. Right, like he he gets around and you can make plays at a low NHL level right now. But I mean, I think it's all about. I think he's pretty young still, too. Maybe not, but twenty-three. Uh, yeah, youngish. Younger than us. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our potential's gone, Grant. We're tapped yes. out. So tapped out. Um, no, I I don't know. I thought he had a good game and has had a good preseason. I'm I'm, I'm I don't think he'll be on the team realistically, but he's, I'd imagine he's made Sutter think twice about it because he's yeah. beat, he's been one of the only flames, frankly, even out of the top guys who can just straight up beat a defenseman wide. Like he's just dumped the puck by uh, other teams' defensemen. These are NHL defensemen too that I've seen him do it to. And he just skates past them. So um, we haven't really seen that level of speed just on the outside. And I don't even know who the last guy was. Maybe Lombardi. Like I don't even know. Lombardi. <laughs> who, if we've had a player on the team, especially that size, like who could just outskate defenseman wide and just burn a guy frequently. But obviously again, preseason, but anyway, yeah. to, to the top guys, um, I don't know. I thought that first game was a little rough, but again, first game of the season, but uh, man, Lindholm, Kachuk and Johnny, Looked really good. Oh my in, god! Did they the look second good. game? <laughs> so did they look good? Oh man! Like I, I've never seen such crisp pla- passing ever. Yeah, yeah. Never. But, I've never seen that before. It probably will never happen again. <laughs> yeah, we got a taste uh, of the preseason, and that's it. Yeah, but I mean, like it was, it was ridiculous. The the um, it was really fun to watch actually because it was it, never have I ever seen us completely take over the offensive zone like it reminded me of the Sedins when they were in Vancouver you know like how they just kept cycling the puck um except we weren't cycling we were just like passing it back and forth across the ice and I don't know what Vancouver was doing they couldn't get sticks in lanes but uh every pass went through we didn't take any shots um but it was uh I don't it was really weird it was like they were doing a drill um just see how many times you could pass the puck without the Vancouver Connect player touching it. But yeah, that's how it's that's how it starts. Hey, like you, yeah. uh, you generate pressure, and eventually things open up, and you get a glorious chance. So mm-hmm. the Flames have haven't had that ability for years. I yeah. probably I don't even know. Maybe I don't. I'm sure Ginland Tangay did it a few times, but when they were younger. But maybe, yeah, I don't even know. So. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was probably the, the closest to it probably would have been the Johnny Monty Hoodler days. 
Yeah. I mean, that was probably the, but you know, even then it wasn't, I, I don't, I don't think it was, it was as dramatic as that. Like we were in their zone for like a good two minutes, just whipping yeah. the puck back and forth. So it was nice um, to see. It was yeah. Like, it was oh, fun wow. to see. Looked like a hockey team, you know, yeah, to, yeah, exactly. a, a talented hockey team. So. Yeah. Yeah, nothing um, came out of it, but it was fun to see. Yeah, and then they scored that nice goal, like a couple no look on the tape, tic tac toe. Yeah. Johnny with a nice, uh, nice finish. So, yeah, I thought they looked good, and uh, our top guys usually don't look good in the preseason for the most part. So, mm-hmm. that was a nice change. And um, I think defensively, Shillington had another really good game. Yep. Um, goaltending, Markstrom didn't. I, did he let in a goal? He let in the one, yeah. One goal. I didn't really see Wolf play. I didn't really catch the third, but Oh dude, he was amazing. It was did, didn't let in a goal, so he didn't let in. He saved all four shots he faced at even strength, all three up on the power play. Um like I I I see what everybody's talking about with, with Dustin Wolf. Because the knock on Dustin is his height. He's only six feet. Um but that being six feet allows him to move around the net so much better. Um, and from the article that I read uh, on the athletic, it's it, he's, his philosophy is he's trying to, um, he doesn't want to butterfly right away because he can't, obviously he's not tall enough to cover the the couple inches at the top of the net when he goes down and butterflies. So what he does is he kind of relies on falling at the last possible second. Um, kind of essentially making the shooter make the first move um, and then just reacting to it and, and just making sure that he's always in position um, that he's always tracking the puck and you could see it. Like he was, he was phenomenal in, in that, in the third period. Um, yeah. Really fun to see. I mean, I, I he's not going to get any reps in the NHL unless uh, an injury happens. Um, but I, I have very high hopes for this kid. I mean, he's going to go straight to the AHL um, he'll play, you know, starters minutes down there. I'm, I'm presuming, uh, it's going to be an adjustment for him. Obviously it's, it'll be his first pro season, but, uh, I, I have, I have big hopes for, for Dustin Wolf. He's going to be the goalie of the future and I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, me too. I, I echo everything you say there. And honestly, I, I think he's got to be third string at this point, right? Like I, I don't think who else are they going to oh, call he's up? He's got to be. Yeah, he's got to be like, there's yeah. who would like Parsons. We haven't heard hide nor hair from him. I mean, we don't know what's <laughs> going on there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a black box of, of prosper. <laughs> no one knows what's going on with Tyler Parsons, but he's still there. Yeah. We know he's he there. He's but... still there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess Adam Werner would probably be third string. I mean, he, yeah, he experience, you know, he played a couple games in, in Colorado last year when, uh, yeah, when they had the goalie troubles over there. So, that's probably why Brad got him. He's just an, a, oh, yeah. a reliable vet third string so that Sutterman doesn't have to dress a rookie goalie. But Exactly. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm really excited about Wolf and, and you're right. Everything you said there, he, that's how his style is more of maybe a hybrid, stand-up hybrid type goalie. But Yeah, stand-up I think is – yeah, you don't, you don't see stand-ups anymore really. No. Right? It, it just um, – it'll be fun to see. You know, yeah. uh, I guess, I mean, even Saros is, is a butterfly goalie and he's an inch he's shorter fine. than, 
Yeah, he's, Wolf, so. he's he's smaller. So, I think Dustin Wolf is going to be is going to be fine. He, he skates like and by skating, I guess he's just he. You could tell his lateral motion is quick. Yeah, he gets up quick. Yeah, um, I think that's going to serve him well at the NHL because there's a lot of lateral, a lot of lateral play, and you know he has to be aggressive, but he can also be aggressive laterally too. Like he'll challenge a shooter, but he can also. I think he has the ability to. At, even at the same time while being aggressive, he has more distance to cover to get across laterally to do the same kind of coverage. But I think he has a skating to, to do it. So Yeah. Yeah, he works on his skating uh, quite a bit. I mean, he's um, he's uh, really good on his edges. And, you know, being six feet too, I mean, he, that's, that's a few less. Because, uh, I mean, you know, having to get down and up, down and up is hard on the knees. Hmm. So, you know, it's... Um, him being shorter than the average goaltender makes it a, a little less strain on the knees, I guess, because he's not, he won't be as heavy as most of the other guys. So, you know, that's, that's good for longevity as well. Right. Um, yes. Life after hockey for sure. So, yeah, I mean, all in all great game. We even got to see, uh, well, we, we got to see why we brought Eric bad Branson onto the team over here. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but Connor Mackey absolutely obliterates Zach McEwen. In Blasty's corner, actually, he uh, he, he gave gave McEwen a ride in Blasty's corner down low. <laughs> That's right. Um, yes, and uh, just blindsided him with a great hit. It was hilarious. Um, skates back up on play. McEwen's tracking him down, trying to go for a fight. Branson's in the offensive zone uh, where the flame, rest of the flames are. Sees that uh, McEwen's trying to fight Connor Mackey and just beelines for him. Leaves the offensive zone, throws his gloves down before McEwen even sees him coming, and jumps him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it is what it is. I mean, if that's genuinely the only reason why, I mean, if he's getting paid two <laughs> two million dollars to throw some fists every once in a while, then I guess that's that's what it is. But uh, um, I think those. I mean, you do need an element of toughness. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but it can't expense. Oh, the hockey skill either in my opinion yeah like there's tough players out there that can that can fight you know well that's, Fer- that's fairland was one bennett was one you know that that kind of toughness oh bennett i miss bennett man yeah I, he was never getting a chance here so he should have yeah. yeah well absolutely I... but he was just not getting it so sucks yeah it really and sucks because this team would be so much better with sam bennett on it yeah and he's gonna go put up uh you know 60 points in Florida. He needs, uh, he needs 80 because I need him on my team. He's on my team. Oh, he's you picked him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big mistake, Grant. No way. Are you kidding? Let's see. What <laughs> round did I pick him up in? Late. Eighth round. On. Eighth round. That's yeah. pretty good. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess hey. I, I'm still in a show me. Sam Bennett has to show me that he can do it for more than uh, 10 games. He had those kinds of streaks on the Flames too. Maybe not quite as long, but he had like a five game. He would have five game stretches where he would put up some points, and and then he would go back to old regular Sam Bennett. You know. Well, it was fifteen, fifteen points in ten games. Ten games, yeah. Still pretty good. Just yeah, I mean, he's playing think... with. Uh, he's playing with Hiberdok. Yeah. 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 No, for sure, he's going to get opportunity there. I, I think I just, 
Bennett's a passion player. He that's his his motivation. I feel like like he and if he gets bored, I don't, maybe that's a poor choice of words. But um, I think when he got traded to Florida, there was a lot of excitement there, and that was uh, leaking into his game. But now with the off season, mm-hmm. now he's there. Now there's expectations, right? Like no expectations on him last year. He was just yeah. coming in and play. But now everyone's like, oh, Bennett, you know, 15 points in games. Like, you better put no, up 70 points. It's like, oh, there well, let's is no, see what he does. There is absolutely no expectation in Sunrise, Florida. I'm telling you right now. I, I, <laughs> I, bet, I bet you nobody, if you ask an average person, in Sun, <laughs> if you walked up to somebody in Sunrise, Florida, and asked them when the Florida Panthers game was that night, they'd be like, who are the Florida Panthers? <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Yeah. Well, I guess maybe I mean internally and from the league and from GMs and you know everyone that actually cares about hockey. I suppose um, there's pressure on him. So we'll, we'll we'll see what he does. I mean, I I hope for your for for my sake that he fails miserably and no, you don't, you don't no. get a. No, 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 no. We no, don't no, get a good no, player no. in the eighth round. That's no, no, no. Are you kidding? There's, it's like it's, it's basically guaranteed, Chris. It's basically, basically guaranteed. I want to tell you a funny story, and this will derail the podcast a bit. But I accidentally, in my draft prep, set my scoring sheet to have blocks as oh. one fantasy <laughs> point instead of one. Point one. Oh God! <laughs> so I had some maybe off the board picks, and uh, there's the source. Because... I was, yeah, I was wondering why you were you were reaching a little bit with some of your picks. I thought, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Even though I was like when I was when I was drafting, I'm like man, that's... and of course I was looking at the points, right? I was looking at the points, and I was like, well, no, he's projected to get similar points. Maybe I just ranked them higher so I would take them and. Yeah, and after because I have another draft uh, this morning, and I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that's one after <laughs> one point. What the hell? That's that's not good." And so everything changed around after. I was just curious. I'm like, "Oh well, it could be an interesting year, I guess." Well, when you picked up when you drafted Jakob Chikrin in the first round, fourth overall, I was like, "Oh boy, all right." Well, I know after keepers, but. After keepers, you have five keepers. There wasn't that many good defensemen left anyway. Natchez in the second round. Natchez is good. I stand by that pick. Second round? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He had 42 points mm. last year. Mm. Young player. He's going to get more ice time this year. I did like Natchez last year. He helped me quite a bit, too. Yeah. I will say. <laughs> He's underrated. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yahoo ranked him pretty high too, so I must be onto something. <laughs> Brian Rust, Brian Rust, fortieth overall. Yikes! Brian Rust also had a good year. Yeah, with Crosby and or Malkin. Yeah, it's going to be the same this year. Who else? Nah, they they're both out for like months. No, months. Crosby's, Crosby's coming back on the sixteenth. Months. No. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's uh. That's enough of a sidestep, I say. Um, sure. Probably, I guess. Unless you like fantasy hockey talk. I mean, I do, but. Me too. Listeners. But... Listeners got to tell us. Yeah. Listeners got to tell us. But uh, yeah, back to the. I mean, eh, nothing else really to say in the Canucks game. Just 
overall really good. 31 shots. First time we've outshot the other team, I think. 31 to 22. Um, Great. <laughs> decent game. Uh, so let's let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, I don't know if you have heard anything that's going on in Buffalo right now and with Robin Leonard, but, uh, you know, we should uh, we should talk about it. And we'll do that right after this message. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey is back and DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any hockey game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. All right. Welcome back to Blasty's Corner, everybody. So before the break, we were mentioning kind of trying to figure out a segue into the hashtag free Jack. Chris, I don't know how much you know about it, but I mean, we, we all should know that Jack Uckle is trying to have surgery on a herniated disc in his neck. Basically the Buffalo Sabres want to protect their investment, their $10 million a year investment by having Jack undergo fusion surgery which is a pretty common practice. It involves the removal of the damaged disc. Two vertebrae inhabit the empty space and fuse together, either with time or the addition of a plate. That's what the team's medical staff are suggesting. Jack's preferred method is artificial disc replacement, which is an artificial disc inserted between the vertebrae, replacing the damaged disc. Though the surgery has never been done on an NHL player, it's hardly experimental. It's been performed worldwide for two decades. Eichel's doctor said fewer than 5% of recipients need additional surgery at the 10-year mark. Now, I'm not a doctor. This information was sourced from John Vogel's article on The Athletic. But at the end of the day, Eichel's body is his body. He should have say over how his body gets healed. Agree or disagree? Oh, I agree 100%. I mean, you obviously um, take the doctor's word, but, uh, like, I mean, if I was to go to the doctor, I'm not going to tell them what surgery I need. 
I think this is a different case, however, because there's obviously he knows what the injury is and has done his research. So I think if he wants and insists on a different type of surgery, I think you have to listen. Like it is his body, and he has more than just his career with the Buffalo Sabres or his career in the NHL to worry about. He has his life after to worry about. Um, so I think he has the right to pursue whatever method he thinks is is correct and i guess my frustration out of this whole situation is like this should have been settled already like yeah i Eichel doesn't want to be there anymore i mean i think that's fairly obvious and it's been fairly obvious for months but uh kevin adams is their gm correct i think yeah yeah so kevin adams I, I don't know what his thinking is really i mean it's almost shirelli like it's like <laughs> oh well maybe someone will Maybe someone will trade with me, give me full value for a player, even though everyone knows his neck's busted, and yeah. I won't give him surgery for it. Yeah. And I'm not going to release the medical records. So just give me your future and your current team for this broken <laughs> player who, I mean, really, frankly, he's a very good player. And yes. I, would love, I would love Eichel on, on, on the Flames, and I was kind of hyped when there were some rumors floating around. Um, but the price was ridiculous for for what I mean Eichel delivers. So yeah, I mean I think I was listening to the Fan 960 and there was a good idea on there. It's like I mean there should just be conditions. Right? Like if he has the surgery and just put conditions on on all the pieces, all the futures, right? Like that's that's what has to happen. But that can't happen unless you know the buffers of Buffalo Sabres have released the medical records because the other teams don't know what's going on. So. Just a mess of a situation. Yeah. To be honest. So I don't know how it's going to be resolved. It's not going to be resolved by then the end of the preseason. I don't think I haven't heard anything lately. Um, I hope he gets traded. I hope it just gets settled. I hope he comes back. I hope he's healthy because he's a very exciting player to watch. And um, I hope the best for Jack Eichel. But um, Kevin Adams can suck a salt block for being a, Stubborn fool, because he's yeah. made this this situation worse, in my opinion. I mean, Eichel's camp has a part to play in that, of course. There's always two sides to a dispute. It's not all on Kevin Adams, but I feel like this could have been just solved day one almost. If yeah. there wasn't it's like an ego and a, a stubbornness to it. So. Yeah, I mean, those are my thoughts. I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to. Um, I'm trying to think of it in a way that makes sense, but I, I, I don't think I really can. It's like, it's, it's almost like Kevin is trying to sell um, an apple that's like been rotted out, <laughs> yeah. but he's like, but it's still an apple. And yeah. if you plant it, it's going to turn into an apple tree and then you'll get apples. You get it. So many apples. Cause Jack Eichel's just going to sprout from this rotten apple. And then he's going to give you all, so many apples, but um, this, this, uh, this procedure, he might have to get his, you know, disc repaired again in 10 years. So, you know, that tree might come down. Like it might have to come down because it has ants in it or something. I, like I, I'm trying to, I, I don't know. I'm, this is coming out of my ass, but it doesn't make like, sense. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense. It defies day. logic. You cannot sell a commodity at 
an expected price when it's it's at this current price. Like it just it doesn't like, work like that. Yeah, there's there's a lot of analogies you could use. Like he's, yeah, like a stockholder that's he's trying to sell, or someone trying to sell a used bike for a new price. Like it, it never makes sense. It yeah, doesn't make sense, and it's not going to happen. Like he's not going to get that price for any gym because the demand is there. People want Jack Eichel even in his yeah. state. But they're not going to want him with, like, I think the Flames trade was, like, Monaghan and then Valnacki and then two firsts and, like, yeah, just stretch from there. And, like, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, that's a lot to pay it for any team. For any yeah. team. Isn't, isn't going to give up their number one center, which Monaghan, I mean, you can argue Monaghan Lindholm, but, I mean, he's uh, can't play at a one-tier level. Yeah. Uh, Valnacki, obviously, the potential is there. And then two more firsts, and you know, I don't know if we traded away those two players. We those would be high firsts, probably. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, tough to sell that. Yeah, but. I mean, if it was if if it was Monahan and Valimaki, straight up, maybe yeah. a second rounder. Oh yeah, I'd do that trade. Yeah, it's the future that I don't it's, understand. It's like. Yeah, you want, you want to sacrifice the current team and the futures. That's that's like the price it seems. Yeah, you want the king's ransom, two king's ransoms. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it it just doesn't make sense. And I I understand from the Buffalo Sabers perspective. I understand from Kevin Adams's perspective because he is the GM and he can't lose on this trade because Buffalo is a god awful team. Like what else is left once Jack Eichel leaves? Nine million dollar man, Jeff Skinner, <laughs> for <laughs> till the end of twenty twenty six. They got that kid. What's his name? Uh, he played in the World Juniors. He's got some promise. They got Kyle Ocposo at six million dollars until twenty twenty three. To be a fan of that team right now must be hard. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I don't know how they got Rasmus Dahlin to agree to a three-year deal for another three million dollars. <laughs> he must see the. I don't know. He's an RFA, right? I think. So yeah. it's probably the minimum RFA deal that he could get. You know, he could take yeah. some to UFA, does it? And then RFA, RFA. It takes him to RFA again. Hey? Yeah, he's still in RFA. Yeah. So, okay. But I mean, I, I I understand from from their perspective. Right, like you can't lose on this trade. Um, you, you know, you, you have to protect your investment. But man, at this point, like you've already lost. Just, just fuck it. Just get her done. Like, just <laughs> yeah. get them, get them off. Like you're every day that this keeps going. It, like it, you're losing fans. You're losing respect. You're losing credibility around the league. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? No, and the trade value gets worse and worse too, right? Like, because exactly. now, because now for him to play, he has to have a surgery right away. Yeah, and he's still going to miss most of the season, maybe all of the season, significant surgery. But like, the longer you wait, could that leak into next season now? Like, yeah, what are you getting? Are you getting an, an Eichel that may or may not be good a year and a half from now? Yeah, there's no one's buying. No one's buying that. But he's holding on. Praying, he'll be praying into retirement because that's what's going to happen to Kevin Adams well, after this is resolved. I think, like, I don't know how 
if I'm an owner of that team, how do you look at this and be like, this is a reasonable, logical person <laughs> to be running my hockey team? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's not protect. He, I know you mentioned he's trying to protect the asset and win the trade. It's like, you, you're right, though. Like he's, he's just getting worse and worse every day that passes. Yeah. And, and there's, a, there's also the ethics behind this all. Like, what? how can a team own the rights to a player's body? Like, it, that shouldn't be the case, right? Like, I don't understand. I was listening to Robin Leonard's, uh interview on, on Spit and Chicklets, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was saying that, like, if if they really wanted to get this done, all they need to do is just sign a waiver. You know, just say, like, you know, if this ruins um, Jack Uckle's hockey career, then he forfeits the $10 million annual salary. Yep. Right? Like, that's all that needs to happen. That's all they need to offer him. I don't know if they have offered it to him. It could no. be, like you said, it could be Absolutely Jack not. Eichel's not deciding or deciding not to, to sign that waiver because he, he should be paid what he should be paid. Um, but, you know, at the same time, you also got to, I don't know, man. Like I, I think he would have signed that waiver. He's a reasonable human. I think they're like, no, you can't have that surgery. Yeah. Our doctors want you to have this surgery. You're going to have that surgery. Like, I was like, I want this surgery. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been pretty much the extent of the conversation, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, from what I've heard. Uh, and yeah, the, a waiver would solve it. Like, if I'm, if I'm done, then I'm done. Okay, fine. No money. Like, and that's fair, right? Like, you know, like he'll, he'll get retirement. I mean, maybe he wants a Di Pietro treatment, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I look, I, I, it's, some deal could be made, can be made. It's just, you know, you don't have two parties that are reasonable and willing right now to do that. Yeah. Which is sad because, you know, it the is. more the more that Eichel's out, you know, the more regression that he's going to get in his skills and his, like, we're missing a top player in the league because of this. Yeah. Right? The NHL suffers because of this. Absolutely. The league is better. You're selling more tickets with Jack Eichel playing. That's just, he's a star. A superstar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, why am I buying a ticket if I'm a Sabres fan right now? For $9 million man, Jeff Skinner, bro. Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot about Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Sure. You gotta you gotta watch him maybe score 30 goals again. <laughs> <laughs> you should have drafted him. That's what you should have done. Yeah, I should have. Well, yeah. he's, he's uh, I, I'll give him a look. He's on the he's on the, <laughs> he's the wire. He's on the wire. Well, of course, <laughs> he's on the wire. Yeah. Uh, so will Sam Bennett be? <laughs> yeah, if, if Bennett doesn't doesn't uh, if Bennett doesn't shape up straight, see ya. Straight up, <laughs> Jeff Skinner for Bennett. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's 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 so hard. I I don't I. I don't agree with this situation. It's it's a uh, it's just a terrible situation. It is. Like I don't know what else could be said. Um, Nothing much. Nothing much about it. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like the NHL and the NHLPA have to step in here. Like they they have. You know, this they? is like, no. Like what have the, they done? I think the PA saw sided with the sabers believe it or not oh my god yeah i think they they sided with the sabers so eichel is on a bit of an island 
Um, but I'm still with, I still agree with Eichel's side of the, again, I think at the, it boils down at the end of the day, it boils down to it's his body. And he has, again, not just his, not just his playing career, but it's his, uh, it's his future. Like he has to maximize his quality of life after hockey. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, and no, think, absolutely. After yeah. hockey, life after hockey. This there's, isn't there true. is life after hockey. So I think the Sabres are stuck in current, you know, like I just want Eichel, you know, let's use this maybe not as good procedure, but yeah. Um, again, and, more evidence of it, but I mean, less, like, maybe less success. There's, there must be a reason why Eichel wants this specific procedure. He must truly believe through his research or whatever, that it's the best way for him to get healthy. Well, he wants, yeah, he wants his procedure because if he does what the Sabres want, there is a 25% chance that fusion patients require additional surgery at the 10-year mark because the procedure puts strain above and below the fusion point. And apparently, once you have, if that happens, uh, the clock starts over at that point, meaning a patient could have three surgeries in 20 years. And that's like major surgery on his neck every 10 years. But the procedure that he wants to do is they remove the damaged disc and replace it with a synthetic one. Yeah. Which Fixed. I mean, probably will be fine, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I mean, uh, they've been doing it for like a, a couple decades, the procedure itself, right? Like yeah. they haven't done it to an NHL player. So true. You don't know how it'll hold up through the rigors of, of NHL action, right? Like he's getting hit a lot and, you know, he's pushing his body to the limit, but this guy understands and like he's his entire career, like everything about this guy is that he's a health nut. He knows everything about everything about his body. Right. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you trust him on this? Yeah. Like there's no trust here between the, the team and the player, even though the team quote unquote trusted the player with a $10 million annual average salary contract. And there's no trust there, right? And I don't know if you know this, but the NHL PA actually stands for National Hockey League Players Association. It sure so, does. So if it's a player association and you don't side with the player, hi, uh, what's the point? I Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> it's... Like, how do you not side? You're a players association. How do you not yeah. side with the player? I don't know. Hi, uh... I, I I will admit, like we've talked a little bit about it now, but I'm not super like I've just been hearing things off the side. I haven't been tracking it because it, the whole situation kind of frustrates me, and I'm just selfishly wanted him to get traded to the Flames, and I was tired of having my hopes <laughs> shattered every day. Like, oh, he's not a member of the Flames yet. Okay, well, so I, I kind of removed myself from it, but I do hope it gets settled soon because uh, Icon needs to be playing. In my opinion, yes, he should be. Yes, he should be. But uh, we'll see. We'll have to see how everything goes. It's an important situation, so it's, it is. It's important to talk about. But uh, hopefully, it gets resolved quickly. Jack, we're thinking of you, Free Eichel, or Free Jack, <laughs> Free Jack. Hashtag Free Jack. Free Jack. Get that hashtag Free Jack out of there. Do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap this up? Nothing for me, good sir. Excellent. So. The Flames' next preseason game is when? Uh, tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. 
I believe so. And Monday? Who are we playing? It's tomorrow, Monday? Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday. Monday. Uh, we are playing the Oilers. Ooh. The Big Bads. Oh, in Edmonton. So. Is it in Edmonton? Oh, well, there you go. Wow. Yeah. Who's the, what's the first game of the season? Who do we play? Is it the Oilers? Uh, yes, in Edmonton. Wicked. Yeah. And then we play the Ducks on the 18th. Let's see if we can break the streak. Hopefully, I mean it's it's in Calgary, so so there's that. Nah, that's, that's our that's our does, home opener. So. Doesn't doesn't seem to matter, Grant. <laughs> so we yeah, lose the first game of the season. It's, uh, it's what we do. That's true. Well, I, it, it'd be against. No, 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 no. We got to win both games. I, I I think you know this is why this is why Sutter was brought in. This is why he's <laughs> getting the guys to play all the vets to play right from day one because he's expecting them to you know friggin' be on it. <laughs> so. Okay, I'm glad you have hope, my good friend. But uh, I don't anymore. <sighs> Projection: zero and one start, or o o and one. No. The best we could do is a the best we could do is an OTL or SOL. Yes. <laughs> That's positive just what we do. Vibes only. That's what we do. I'm positive. I'm, I'm putting it out there because it's, it's it's just gonna happen. I'm a, I'm a realist, Grant. Positive vibes only. Trends. I follow not, the trends. Not when we have All Star backup, Daniel. Mm. Vladar. Yeah, Vladar. You heard it here first, folks. So thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Blasty's Corner. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, you can also share it. Bring your friends. Bring your mom. That'd be great. But this is Grant Chung and Chris Sardina. We're signing off. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Go Flames, go. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.